0: Greet you all this morning in the name of our Lord and Savior as we come and worship Jesus Christ this day. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. uh, Great to see uh, members of the choir who came back home for the weekend. Thank you, ladies. Just a couple of quick announcements. Uh, Church Council will next meet on October 25th, so please make note of that for the Church Council. The trustees met this past week, so I just thought maybe I'd give you a quick update on what the trustees have been up to over the last uh, month is that we met on Wednesday and we received a couple of estimates for getting electrical work and heat pumps done here at the church, and we have settled on two to do that work, so hopefully that work will begin soon as we 've gone off to, to talk to them. The good news is it came in cheaper than we anticipated so However, we're also working on grants and that kind of thing, so we have more money. So we're actually looking into other options as well uh, as far as upgrades. And especially after the last two weeks, uh, we've decided that maybe we want to look at some upgrades that would allow us to become maybe a comfort center here in town. So we're looking into that as well, uh, possibly even solar and generators to help with that. So uh, that's that's the brief update from the trustees this past week. We also create, set up a little, we don't have Sunday school, but we set up a little table and chairs here for children, and there's some coloring sheets and activities so that they are welcome to come up at any point. So I actually don't have a children's time today, so you guys can go up maybe during the first hymn or something like that. You guys can come up and do some coloring and drawing. And what else? We have a Bible study coming up, so I'll invite Bev to come up and just uh, share briefly about that.
1: Good morning. So we're going to be starting a Bible study on um, the stories of healing in the Bible. Um, So we're going to begin with looking at the stories of Jesus healing people and there's about 40 different stories that we're going to be looking at over the course of many weeks. It's not all happening in the next two weeks. Um, So what I have, so we're going to be meeting at Tuesdays at 10 o'clock in the morning. Now, I initially wanted us to meet this Tuesday, but I need to be out of town, so we will meet next Tuesday at 10 in the morning. What is that actual date? Uh. Anyone can do the math. Um. (laughs) But you're gonna start your homework this week. Um, So what I've handed out to a few of the people who I already knew wanted to be part of this, there is a list of 10 stories, so this is actually this actually get to go in for two weeks, Um, It's looking at a different story every day, doing just five, at most, five a week. That gives you a couple of days if you were busy and didn't have time one day to do it. So So each week we'll look at five different stories of Jesus healing, and then there's a sheet of questions to answer about each story. Now it is a page of questions, but If the story on Jesus' healing is one verse long, you're certainly not gonna be answering 20 questions. So um, you you will see as you read them which questions are appropriate for each story. It will be different. Um, So if you are interested, um, come see me after church. A few people already I've already spoken to a few people. If there's anyone else interested, and I can hand out the sheets for you, and if you have any questions, I can explain a little more. And I think that's it. All right. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Beth. This goes along too. Uh, the, the Bible study is. We're working together a bit on this, so that. Bev will kind of head up the Bible study side of things as I will be spending the next few weeks preaching on the healing stories, uh, on healing in the the Bible. I won't be digging in quite as deep as into the individual verses, but I'll be covering kind of the wider themes and topics as we go along. So this is, you know, we're looking at it probably about a month or so, six weeks, eight weeks, something like that. And uh, so it's really, we're really kind of excited about this working together through this. Any other announcements to share? Okay, no further announcements. Uh, Let's just take a moment to quiet our hearts as we prepare to worship our God. We light this candle and remember Jesus Christ, light of the world walks with us each and every single day. Our opening psalm today, I believe, is Psalm 100. Choke to God all the earth. We're gladness and joy. Come before God with laughter. And
2: come to whom we belong.
0: To the shepherd who tends us like sheep.
1: Let us raise our voices in song.
0: Do we have the choir to
2: the sing? There we go. <laughs> rejoice, rejoice. rejoice. Rejoice,
0: give thanks, and sing. Come to God's gates with thanks. Come to God's courts with praise. Praise and bless God's name. You are always gracious. And faithful age after age. Rejoice, rejoice. Give thanks and sing. Let us pray. As you promised to be with us, Lord Jesus. Welcome. Help us, Lord, to worship you, to listen to your word, and to pray in faith that we might grow in our love for you and for one another. Amen. Our opening hymn this morning is, Come, you thankful people, come. As we enter into this kind of time where we're going to focus on healing in the Bible and in our lives, in our world, we also come as part of seeking healing by letting God fix what is wrong within us. And so we come to God with our sins and we seek his loving forgiveness and guidance. So let us join together in our prayer of confession. Father, I often find myself struggling to follow in your way. It is the sin in my life which keeps me from your path. Lord, I invite you today to heal me of my sin and lead me in your way. Friends, as we lift our sins, our faults, our failures to our God, know that in his love we are forgiven and we are made whole. Thanks be to God. Amen. We're going to sing that little piece we sang last week, Know That God Is Good. 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 God is good. God is good. Mungu ni moima Mungu ni Moima Mungu ni Nimoima ni Know that God is good. Know that God is good. Know that God is good. God is good. God is good. Amen.
1: Good morning. morning. Today's scripture reading is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter four, verses 23 to 25. Jesus teaches, preaches, and heals. Jesus went all over Galilee, teaching in the the synagogues, (coughs) preaching the good news about the kingdom, and healing people who had all kinds of disease and sickness. The news about him spread through the whole country of Syria, so that people brought to him all those who were sick, suffering from all kinds of diseases and disorders, people with demons and epileptics and paralytics, and Jesus healed them all. Large crowds followed him from Galilee and the 10 towns from Jerusalem, Judea, and the land on the other side of the Jordan. The word of the Lord.
0: Let us pray. Lord, we do lift our praises to you, God of all love and all power and, and all strength. So, Lord, as we gather around your word this day, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. So this is the first week of of a number that we're going to focus on healing and the Bible. Over the last number of years, we've started to see an increase in the number of healing ministries going on, even here in Canada, even here in Nova Scotia. You go back just 20 years ago, and healing ministries were not that common at all. And it's still quite uncommon in the United Church of Canada. But it is growing in other denominations such as the Catholics, the Anglicans, and Baptists, just to name a few. So while it's not yet gone mainstream, healing is an important ministry to consider as we reflect on the character of God. Now we know from the Bible that God is all-powerful, all-knowing, He's he's all-loving. We read these words in Scripture and we accept them intellectually but how do we feel about them? Do we understand these stories emotionally? Do we connect with them? Real understanding really happens when we apply the words we need, we, we, we read, when we see these words in action, right? And when we look to the life of Jesus, who is God's Son sent to the earth, much of his actual ministry is devoted to healing people. When we look at Jesus, we see that he has come to restore wholeness in people. And that wholeness applies to every aspect of their lives. His ministry of healing leads many people to God, but not everyone accepted it. If you look to Luke chapter 17, we see that Jesus healed 10 lepers and he sent them off to the priests kind of for for verification that they are clean and healed but only one of them came back to thank Jesus in Luke 17:17 17, 17, Jesus says were not all 10 cleansed where are the other nine now those who received this amazing gift such as the one leper who came back to thank Jesus in healing of of in, in his healing their healing God becomes intimately real to them. Now, if we flip back to the Old Testament, we don't see a lot of healing going on in the Old Testament. That's because healing in the Old Testament was primarily limited to extraordinary circumstances. And the people who did them were often extraordinary people like prophets, people that God specifically chose to do this work. So as a result, there's not a lot of healing in the Old Testament. But in Jesus, God made uh, made healing available to everyone by everyone. Anyone can do it, including fishermen. They were healing people too. Through Jesus, healing became a regular part of the lives of those who follow him. And as a result, it was a regular part of the churches that they founded in his name. After all, Jesus showed them how to do it. He trained them how to do it. He sent them out to do it. And before Jesus left us, he promised they would continue his work. In John 14, 12, Jesus says, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I have been doing. And they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And we see evidence that this was true. And we see the the apostles doing this work. They're healing people. In Acts chapter 3, chapter 8, chapter 9, chapter 14, the apostles are out there healing people. They not only spoke about their faith in Jesus, they lived it, and they shared their gifts with others. Their actions became signs, just like everything Jesus did was a sign. Their healing of others was yet another sign. Now, signs do two things. They give information and they give direction. Now, if you're driving to a a city maybe you haven't been to before, maybe where you don't always know where you're going or how to get there, what do we do? We read the signs along the highways so that we know we're going in the right direction. We know how much further we have to go. We know which roads to take. The signs of Jesus tell us which way is to God. God. And how we are to get there. Now a lot of people will call these signs coincidences. And sure, maybe they are, but it seems to me that coincidences become a lot more frequent when people put their trust in Jesus and they pray. Now healing, healing is a sign. It gives us information about God's kingdom, about the character of God, and it invites us to follow Jesus. Jesus. It's he he who is the direction that we need to follow to God. Healing is part of the work of the church. It's not a circus act. It's not a party trick just to get people in the doors to take their money. Healing is an integral part of sharing God with the community. Just as Jesus used healing to share God with his community. But why do we need healing? If we believe God loves us so much that he will heal us, then why do we get sick in the first place? Well, the simple answer to that one is free will. God has given us the ability to choose for ourselves, to live our own lives, to make our own decisions, but where we go and who to follow. Now, the problem is we abuse this freedom that we have. We abuse it both corporately as a society, but we also abuse it as individuals. So in turn, we are sick. We are sick in mind, body, and soul. Now this sickness goes all the way back to Adam. Adam chose with free will to eat the apple, or to eat the fruit from the forbidden tree. And then he blamed Eve, and Eve blamed the serpent. And they became aware of their sickness. They became aware of their sin. And It even infected their family. Their kids were sick. Cain killed Abel. Society became sick. And the environment felt it as well. In Genesis 3.17, we read, The environment is sick because of their sickness, of their sin. It writes, Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. Our sickness, our sin, has far reaching implications in the world around us, whether we realize it or not. When you look at the climate change crisis we are in, this is a real problem. Now, healing, though, has many benefits. And through the forgiveness of sins, along with the promise of eternal life, we receive healing. Now it's God who sets us free. He sets us free emotionally, behaviorally, and physically. And very often the three are intricately woven together. Illness or sin in one area of our life often has a wider impact on the rest of our life. And even on the world that is around us. When we receive healing, though, sometimes it's instantaneous, sometimes it's slow and gradual, but healing can happen. And as we receive healing as individuals, the impact spreads. It spreads to our communities and even the environment. In Romans chapter 8, we read, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. The world groans in pain because of the sickness that has been inflicted upon it. Just as we ourselves groan in pain from the sickness we have inflicted upon ourselves. The world needs healing. Just as we ourselves need healing. Now today is just kind of a simple, high-level introduction to healing in the Bible. There's a bug crawling on my page. And over the next few weeks, we're going to keep expanding on it. We're going to dig a little deeper into, into some themes But if you want to go even deeper to explore those scriptures and have discussions around them, then yes, please join Bev in her Bible study, if you're able. This will give you the opportunity to learn more about healing as it is recorded in the Bible, but also to give you a chance to discuss questions and reflect on what those scripture readings mean to us today. So while this is an overview, we do recognize that we can experience healing in a number of ways for ourselves, as God reveals the depth of his love for us. One of those those ways is simply through science and skills. God has gifted people with extraordinary minds to study creation and, and unlock some of the secrets it holds. They understand much of the human body and how it interacts with the rest of creation. As, there, as a result of their work, we have doctors, we have medicines, we have ways in which we can treat pain and sickness within our bodies. If you turn to Paul, Paul even recognizes that there is scientific knowledge to help people that he's writing to. In Second in Timothy, Timothy 5, Paul writes to his friend and he says, Stop drinking only water. Use a little wine because of your stomach and your frequent illness." Paul recognized that an occasional drink of wine was good for the digestive system, was good for the body, especially in a time when drinking water maybe wasn't quite as pure and clear as we enjoy today. Another way we experience healing is through the church, through worship, through sacraments, through, through its leadership, clergy. We can experience healing in these ways even if not Intentional. And we'll look a bit more into that in a few weeks. There's also spiritual gifts that God gives to the church, these supernatural powers, and there are quite a number of them. And one of them is the gift of healing, the ability to heal people. This kind of healing goes beyond science and skill. It is a special one that is dependent on God. These kind of healings are the ones we call miracles. And finally, we can experience healing through prayer. When we pray for the sick, we are asking God to intervene divinely in a situation. And as a result, people will get healed. Now in all of these ways, not everyone gets healed. And we'll look into that in a few weeks as well. Now those are the four ways in which we typically experience healing, through science, through the church and sacraments and worship, through spiritual gifts, and through prayer. Now, those last three have been kind of co-opted by corners of the church. Generally, when we think of healing and sacraments and worship, we tend to think of Catholics. When we think about spiritual gifts, we tend to think about Pentecostals. When we think about prayer, we tend to think about evangelicals. But when we step back and take a a wider look at the Bible and and healings that happen there, we can see that we have divided up what God is offering. It's kind of like taking and splitting it into three streams, three small individual waterways. And we've done this while, while God has brought them to be one, one powerful river, And so we shouldn't divide up what God has put together. When we split up these things, we tend to focus on kind of our favorites, our preferred method. And when we do this, we're shutting down other ways in which God might be available to us in a particular situation. When we bring all of these streams together in one, all four of them, it keeps us in balance, it keeps us on track. Because it opens us up to everything that God is offering us. Scripture shows us a multitude of ways to encounter God. Which means we are open. We need to be open to all of them. So that we can better relate and understand. To what God is doing in our lives. Our churches. And our communities. So we seek to find a balance. Between those four ways of healing. So we can get a better sense of the wholeness of God not just in our own lives but again in our church in our communities now neither the church or science are infallible they make mistakes they don't know everything there is to know and they make those mistakes often God's not like that though God is perfect so we strive to to learn from him And as we seek to learn, we we turn to Jesus. Jesus is our teacher. He is our example. And Jesus is also the source of healing. In his his healing and being healed through him, we are reconciled to God. There is a famous uh, healing ministry by Catherine Kuhlman. She had an incredible ministry, yet at one, one time she said, I do not care if I ever see another physical healing as long as people keep coming to Jesus. That's the greatest healing. Healing is important. Healing is a sign that God that, that, that leads us to God. But our relationship with our Father in heaven is most important. In Matthew 6:33, we read, "But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness." And all these things will be given to you as well. A church or a ministry or a group of people engaging in the ministry of healing is better defined as a ministry of wholeness. It goes beyond just the act of physical healing. It incorporates the entire person, body, mind, and soul. It is a ministry that seeks more of God in the lives of those it serves. As we serve, In the name of Jesus Christ. Now we may not fully understand it. We may never fully understand it. But the ministry of healing is real. It is here. It's it's even happened in this church. Healing is available to Christians who follow the one God sent. To bring healing and wholeness to his creation. Along with all of his children. And he sent it in the name of Jesus Christ. In the body of Jesus Christ. Who is our Lord and our Savior. So thank you, Jesus Christ, for sharing with us all the gift of love from our Father in heaven. Amen. Let's sing together, Lord, Speak to Me. Let us join our hearts in a time of prayer. Lord, we gather today, ever thankful for your love for us, for all the gifts you wish to impart. Today, we're especially thankful for the gift of healing. Lord, we pray for the healing of this world. We see so much brokenness and pain, we see fighting, we see famine we see poverty, we see addictions, we see so many things, O God, and we pray for your healing to come. Lord, we lift up to you those who are still struggling with the aftermath of Fiona. We think of the people without power, including the thousands still in PEI. Lord, we pray, too, for those who are mourning losses, We pray for those who are sick and ill. We pray for those who are hungry and cold. We are thankful for ministries such as the Salvation Army who have been sending trucks over here with food for people. Lord, we lift up to you so many things. And we pray for your peace to come. And now, O Lord, we lift up to you the names of those we care for this day. Lord, may you pour out your blessing on them. May you bring them peace and healing and comfort. You know their needs, O God, both physically but also spiritually. We pray that you bring them to wholeness, as you bring us to wholeness. Lord, we lift all these prayers to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, the one who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. friends, as we receive healing from our God, it is to be shared. The love that God pours into our hearts, bringing us wholeness and life and goodness, are gifts for all. So let us go in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God who lives in each and every one of us. Let us go and be healers of this world. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.